I think today it's appropriate for me to preach a message called March Madness. Of course, most of you, if you don't follow basketball, of course, we know the Final Four, of course, is here uh, in Arizona, right here in our backyard. What a blessing. You know, um, last, what, three years ago we had the Super Bowl here. Two years ago we had the National uh, Championship football. And then, of course, this year here we now, the Final Four is here. And then, of course, tomorrow uh, there's only two teams that are still standing, of course, uh, um, North Carolina is still, we got, all right, North Carolina, all right, and then Gonzaga, anybody going for Gonzaga, all right, we got a few Gonzaga fans, all right, that's what's up, well, of course, we know that is tomorrow, and that'll be right here in our backyard in Glendale, and of course, uh, 65 teams were invited to the March Madness tournament, and they refer to it as March Madness because it starts in March. And um, well, starting right around the middle and it's ending tomorrow. So can you believe out of 65 teams that tomorrow night there will be only one team that will still be standing, amen? And so it just goes to show you, amen, that sometime in this life you got to take, take the bad with the good. You know, because there will only be one winner. And of course how uh, the March Madness tournament is set up is that there's no two-game elimination. It's one and done. So if you have a bad day, it's a wrap. Council Christmas. You know, that's kind of how the tournament goes. Amen. But I want to talk to you today uh, a subject called March Madness. Let's look at verse 15 again. It says, but it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and they, they marched around the city seven times in the same manner on that day. Only they marched, uh, they marched around the city seven times. I'm going to get into depth into this even in depth, but but my first point is this, people of God. See, at the end of the day, everybody's looking for a W. Everybody's looking for a win when it comes to being in this March Madness tournament. But more than basketball, and I love basketball, but more than that, my assignment is to help you win in life. But we know sometime in order to win, you're going to lose. But this is the key: you got to keep marching. And you say, I got to keep marching. In other words, when life brings disappointment to you, you got to keep marching. When you're going through a season of turmoil, you got to keep marching. When you're going through a season of setback, you got to keep marching. Now, one of my sons, I think he's somewhere around here. He's 18 years old. It's interesting. He's the baby. He's, his name is Ira. Ira from playing YMCA basketball, football, this brother would never lose. Sometimes that can be to your detriment when you don't lose. Because this kid, Ira, I mean, my wife will tell you, he'd go years without losing. And he would let us know at dinner time, I never lose. We're like, yeah, we know Ira, but your day coming, bro. <laughs> you need, you, you didn't, the Lord that spoiled you, you need to be let down. You need to go through some disappointment because sometime on your way up, you start smelling yourself. And so about five years went by. He was trying to bring his team back. He had like three three-pointers in a row, and then the last one hit the rim. The boy fell out, was hyperventilating, had a nervous breakdown. We had to scoop him up off the court, carry him to the car. <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> I lost! I lost! I was, I, was, I was just laughing. I was like, that's what you get. <laughs> Feeling yourself, smelling yourself. And so 
I've learned in life, you're going to take an L. That don't mean you're a loser. Come on, out of 65 teams, 63 have taken an L. Oregon took an L yesterday that they probably shouldn't have took. If they would have just knocked down maybe 18 of them three-pointers they threw up that they kept missing. And if my man would have blocked out at the end, but, and I know my sister is upset because he's from Oregon. Now, for him not to respond to my text last night, I knew he was going through. <laughs> this brother, he keeps his phone to his ear, you know, not when I text. <laughs> so he's a big Oregon fan. But then you got South Carolina made a great comeback, just couldn't quite get it done. They took an L. I say all that to say, in this life, we're going to take some L's. But that don't mean we're a loser. Amen. Don't you, FCC? I believe winning starts. See, winning is a mentality. Especially when you become an adult. Amen. That, that, that should be on our radar is that I'm going to get a W. At the end of the day, I am going to win in life. Yes, I'm going to take some hits here and there. But at the end of the day, I am a winner. Come on. My Bible tells me a righteous man falleth seven times. But he what? He gets back up. The travesty is not when we fall. The travesty is when we don't get back up. See, we got too many losers in the kingdom, amen, because they made up in their mind, well, I made a mistake here and there. So listen, who has it? None of us are perfect, but as long as we're giving God a perfect effort, I believe that God is pleased. Winning is a mentality. God has called you and I to win in this life. But we're going to take an L here and there where things might not go our way, where we might experience a curveball. That's why 1 Peter 4, 12 says, thinking not strange concerning fiery trials. The Bible says in Romans 5, 3, glory in tribulation for tribulation worketh patience and patient experience and experience hope. So there's going to be times that our, our faith will be on trial. But don't you dare lay down and die. God has mandated me and you to keep marching. Matter of fact, you even got to march through the madness. You got to march through the disappointment. You got to march through the letdown. You got to march through the setback. Amen. Looking unto God, who's the what? Arthur and the finisher of my faith. Do I got anybody here that's got some bounce back on the inside of them? Because I'm sure all of us in this room have taken the L here and there, but you made up in your mind, I might have lost, but I don't have a loser's mentality. I'm going to keep marching because I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to continue to fight the good fight of faith because no guts, no glory. And I don't know about you, but I want to see the glory. Somebody give God a praise. Slap your neighbor say, keep marching. I don't care if your money is funny. Keep marching. I don't care if you have not experienced unusual favor in your life yet. I got a word for you this morning. Keep marching. March through the madness. Oh, there's going to be days we are mad, but you got to keep marching. There are days we're going to be angry because things didn't quite go our way. Oh, but you got to keep marching. Uh-huh. That's not even up for negotiation. I'm going to keep marching. And I'm about to march right into my destiny. I'm about to march into that favor. Anybody know you're about to march into some stuff this year? Anybody know you're about to march into some increase? You're about to march right into some unusual favor. You're about to march right into some things that's going to rock your world in a good way. You're going to be like, Lord, what mean is this? He's going to be like, I had no other choice but to bless you because you've been marching. 
everything the enemy is throwing at you, you just march right through it. Talking about this too shall pass. Anybody got that mentality of this too shall pass? So, Lord, you've been so good to me. I'm going to keep marching. You saved me. What I look like laying down and dying. You rescued me from myself. What I look like quitting. You rescued from me from myself. What I look like giving up. When I got greater is he living on the inside. Put up Psalm 138 and 8. I believe it's Psalm 138 and, and, and 8. Look at this real quick. Psalm 138. It says, the Lord will. Somebody say the Lord will. Perfect that which concerns me. He will perfect it, which means he will finish it. He will fulfill it. He will accomplish it. That's why the Bible says that he neither slumbers nor does he what? Sleep. In other words, God don't even take naps. That he's always got your best interests. He's perfecting that thing, finishing that thing that you're believing that he's going to do in your life. But the key, the prerequisite is that you got to keep marching. Now is not the time to give in. Galatians 6, 9 says to not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, it says you will reap if you faint not. This translation probably says don't lose heart. Let us not grow weary. It didn't say you wouldn't get weary. I get weary every Sunday. How's that, Pastor? I preach three times. I get weary, but I don't grow weary. There's a difference. Put the text back up. So it says to not grow weary while doing good. For in due season. Somebody say due season. It says we shall, shall means without doubt that you're going to reap, but you can't lose heart. Now it's not time to lose heart. Now it's to keep marching. And see that team that's going to be holding up that trophy tomorrow, which is probably going to be North Carolina. I'm prophesying or prophesying. We're going to see. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I know this, it's only going to be one team that's going to escape that L. But that doesn't necessarily mean the other 64 are losers. They might have lost that day. You might have lost. Remember when we took some L's? Anybody ever taken an L? How many of y'all play sports? Keep your hand up if, if, if you won every time. That's what I thought. So we all done been on that end of the stick. We know how it feels to take an L. But you didn't allow that to stop you from, that. you didn't allow that to cause you to take an L in life. I tell my boys, I got a son playing football now at the University of Arizona, doing a great job. Me and my wife drove up for a spring game. He's doing phenomenal in the classroom and on the field. But I always remind him the NFL stands for not for long. I need you to get that degree, bruh. Can't nobody take that from you. So I need you to keep marching to that classroom. Even when you wake up mad, you better march through your madness and get to that class. You feeling me? I'm putting this money in your bank account. I want to return. Because you ain't going to get Pastor Steele. You're going to get Daddy. You might get Reggie. Come on, some. We were talking about taking shots earlier. We were talking about taking some shots by two piece shoes. Get that degree in communications. Because you got to go out there and win. 
You understand? That's where it's happening out here. Because those of us that have lived a little while, we know ain't nobody giving us nothing. The kingdom of God suffereth violence, but the violent take it by force. Violent in the Greek means to be radical. If we can go to these games and be radical, how much more should we be radical for Jesus? When God began to bless us, how much more radical should we be that he, he woke? I'm just radical that he woke me up this morning. Radical that I still got my health. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So number one, if you're going to win in life, you got to keep marching. Number two, keep being kind. Pastor, how's being kind going to help me be a winner in life? Look at verse 17. So it says in Joshua 6, 17, Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction. It and all who are in it, somebody say only, Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all who are with her in the house because she hid the messengers that we sent. Her kindness, because she hid the spies, just based on her kindness, she became an exception and not the rule. See, when we learn how to march through some things, and when we begin to operate in the spirit of kindness, things, kindness will come back to you. Go ahead and go through this life being mad all the time. If that's what you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Mm -hmm. If you run around here always frustrated, doing people wrong, guess what? That's going to come back to you. Good measure. Press down. <laughs> Shaking together. And running over. That's in Luke 6.38. But, but put up Galatians 6.7. Look at Galatians. It, it, it says, don't be deceived. Don't, don't get stuck on stupid on me now. <laughs> Don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever. Somebody say whatever. A man's souls. That. Somebody say that. Whatever that 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 you sow. That is what you're going to reap. This woman sold kindness. And I like how it put her occupation. It said only the Rahab, the harlot. Boy, I tell you, God can take a horn, make him holy, can't he? I ain't just talking to the ladies here, I'm talking to the men too because we got some man whores up in here. Former, somebody scream, but God. We need to be thankful that we, that we didn't experience the, did not experience the judgment of God. But we've been justified through the blood of Jesus because everybody up in here got a pass. Somebody scream, but God. No, I done done some things. I'm taking to my graveyard. Can I get a witness up in here? Don't tell your whole testimony. We, we, we don't want to be totally grossed out. Amen. We knew you a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. But we don't need to know everything. No details. I remember me and my wife, we were uh, 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 young adults. And this lady got up and talked about how 117 men slept with her. And, but I'm free now. Whom the son has set free is free indeed. We ain't heard none of that. I'm stuck on 100 and what? Did she say 15 or 17? We couldn't even concentrate on the bishop that night. He was like, I know y'all ain't paying it. Y'all better wake up. We were like, but you just had that lady get up. And she done messed us all up. 
We, we just when you, you know, uh, say, I got a pass, but God is good, y'all. James 1.19 says, be slow to speak and quick to hear. <laughs> so, so back to this woman. There it is right there. Be slow to speak, quick to hear. But look at this. Look at this. Go, go. Since we're in Joshua, look at this. Look at this kindness that she operates in. Go, go to Joshua 2 and 10. It says, uh, for we have heard how uh, the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when, when you came out of Egypt and what you, did, what, what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were uh, on the other side of the Jordan, uh, uh, Sinhan and Og, and whom you've utterly destroyed. And, and as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither uh, did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you for the Lord your God he is God in the heaven and above and on the earth beneath now therefore I beg you swear to me by the Lord since I shown you kindness that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father my mother my brothers my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death one thing about prostitutes, they know how to make deals. Well, she has some good skill sets. Can I get a witness up in here? Somebody who made a living on their back, boy, listen, she wasn't an airhead. Come on. She knew how to negotiate. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me this morning. See, my millennials that's coming to the 1130, they're going to be like, you are preaching past Y'all dignified 930, the Huxtables up in here. I can't believe Pastor said that. You better wake up and smell the coffee. Because that was some of us. Hey, we made a, a deal or two, got us out of some situations. Anybody had to make a deal with the Lord? <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> That's the only reason why I'm preaching. When I was looking at my seven to 21 years, I said, Lord, let's make a deal. If you give me out of this, I will serve you. I got forced into the ministry. Shoot, that was my Jonah experience. Jail was grace for me. Shoot. <laughs> but, but, but because this woman operated in kindness, she got kindness back. And I like how they told her, they said, now, this is the condition. Don't go tell people our business that you hiding us. In other words, we don't want nobody in our business. Don't put our business out in the street and we got you. In other words, keep this on the down low. How you've hit us. Because at the end of the day, we're going to look out for you. Matter of fact, we're going to put some red cord around your house, uh, which is a type and shadow of the blood. And we're going to wreck shop, but everything going to come tumbling. Everything going to be flat except your house. In other words, because of you, Rahab, hiding us and showing us kindness, guess what? You're going to be an exception and not the rule. And I say all that to say, people of God, when you and me operate in kindness, we become the exception and not the rule. I'm telling you, it pays to be kind. I was sharing with the 8 o'clock service that, that most of you know my testimony that, that I left my dad's church years ago. He was a bishop and still is. And I left there like back in 1999 and then got under a white pastor. And he taught me about methods and infrastructure and, and systems and so on and so forth. He said, y'all know the message, but you don't have methods. And he began to sit me down, mentor me. Because how many of you know, you know what you don't get by revelation, you get by association. 
and he laid hands on me and my wife in a copier room and blessed me and told me to wait a year and three days to start my church and that's what I did. I waited a year and three days. Long story, but I was obedient because I understand authority, amen, and all that. Amen, I can go more into that, but I'm not... Hadn't seen the man in 13 years. See him at all the places on the earth. Uh, low, low chicken and waffles. I make it a point that when he goes to the bathroom to go tell him, thank you for everything you imparted into me. And I begin to share that with him. And while he was in the bathroom, I had my wife picking up his meal ticket. And the three people that were with him. Because I was operating in kindness. Because of what he had poured into me for five years. And so and he began to apologize to me for how things went south in our relationship. But my point is I wasn't there to hear all that. I just wanted to show him kindness. I wanted to pay homage to him because he took a young 27-year-old and, and began to mentor me and teach me some things that I didn't know. And he began to raise my thinking and my expectation. And he, he began to get me out of the thousand-dollar mentality and have me believing for millions and, and thousands of people. Because you need to get around people that will stretch you. But I say all that to say I operated in kindness because I didn't go there seeking an apology. I went there to go get me some smothered chicken. Some greens. Can I get a witness up here? Some cornbread. And you know you got to trace it with red velvet cake. Hallelujah. With a tall glass of milk. But then I found myself operating in the spirit of kindness. Because kindness comes back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Because I look at it like this, the good outweighed the bad. Uh-huh. I don't care if somebody's let you down or disappoints you. Some of y'all need to get to a place of spiritual maturity to say thank you. I needed you to let me down. I needed you to disappoint me because it made me trust God even the more. Matter of fact, even though I don't really owe it to you, I'm going to show you kindness because I know it has to come back. Somebody scream, it has to come back. <laughs> Keep marching, church. Keep operating in kindness. You'll be surprised that if you just keep marching through the madness and just continue to be kind to people. Even, you know what you got to learn how to do? This is what I've learned these 40 plus years of living. Some people, you got to be like, I ain't even blaming that on your heart. I'm going to blame that on your head. Even your haters, don't even get mad at them. Matter of fact, they just validate how great God is in your life. Be like, oh, they hate me because they ain't me. They just can't understand why God's favor is on me, but they don't know what you've marched through. They don't know the seeds of kindness that you've downloaded in other people. Mm -hmm. They're looking at your glory, but don't know your story. Don't know the hell that you've had. Anybody in this 9 to 30 service had to march through some hell. If it wasn't for the hell, you wouldn't even be where you are today. It was the hell that made you trust God even more. Because James 4, 8 says, if you draw near to God, he said, I'll draw near to you. It just pushed me more to him. It made me put my ear to the ground that much more. Joseph needed his brothers to turn on him. Even he said it in Genesis 50, uh, Genesis 50, 20, he told his brothers, what you meant for evil. <laughs> God meant it for good. Uh-huh, these 13 years I haven't seen you gentlemen that threw me in the pit. I, I, I just kept right on marching. And I just kept being kind 
And, and my kindness has made me be the second man in command in the world. And I ain't got to an answer the but with one person. Now I got all this stupid favor because y'all threw me in the pit and sold me to the Ishmaelites. That's why a lot of us here, you can't go to your next dimension until somebody sell you out. And you still got to be kind. You still got to keep marching. If you have not been lied on, you ain't ready. Especially if you calling them. God like, you go take another lap. You ain't ready. <laughs> because if you ain't been lied on, keep living. You will be lied on. So number one, how am I going to win in this life, Pastor Steele? You got to keep marching. Number two is that you got to keep being kind. This woman operated, because she operated in kindness and God preserved her because he preferred her. He knew the end from the beginning. Put up Matthew 1 and 5 real quick. Look at this. This trips me out. Matthew chapter 1. It says, now, now Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Now, we always talk about Boaz and how he was a multimillionaire. This man had just unusual favor. He was that dude, if you will. And I always tell my single ladies, wait for Boaz and stay away from Bozo the Clown. And please stay away from Broke Ass, too. And wait for Boaz. Y'all heard what I said. Amen. <laughs> Y'all didn't have too many Broke Asses. Can I get a witness up in here? This next one, you be like, I want to see your credit. And we moving in with you, right? You ain't moving in with me. I'm, matter of fact, I'm going to make profit off of my house. I'm coming to you with something. But you better have something. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me today, y'all. I know what you bring to the bedroom, but what do you bring to the table? That's the question. See, that's what happens when we begin to evolve and grow up. We already know what's going to happen in the bedroom, but what you bring to this table, can you think, can you spell? Can you help me connect the dots and cross a T and dot an I in my life? Because if you dumb as a box of rocks, we can't even get down. Oh, they ain't ready for me, apostle. They not, they, they. These brothers probably from Indiana, probably like, who is this man? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> put, put, put it back up. So I like this. After the dust settles, after the dust settles, shoot, uh, uh, Rahab going to find her a man. She like, mmm, Salmon look kind of cute. He must got some money too. So they have Boaz, which if you look it up in the Hebrew means swift. Because if you get your life in alignment, God will do something swift in your life. Then Boaz begots Obed by Ruth, which is another interesting situation with Ruth. Then you got Obed begot Jesse, and then Jesse has David the king. So the great-great-grandmother, David's great-great-grandmother is Rahab. That's why he had his bouts and struggles. That's another, that's next Sunday. Praise the <laughs> Lord. Because <laughs> how many of those stuff will come visit you? That's Exodus 20, verse 5. You're, the iniquities of your forefathers and mothers. All that stuff, the Jackson demon, the Smith demon, it ain't even the devil, it's just a demon from that family. Some stuff that was just in their DNA. Because we all got an evil nature that we got to keep in check. But because this woman operated in kindness, 
God moves in her life to the point to where she's even mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. Go figure. A woman who made a living on her back, but a woman who got her life together. A woman that marched through some things. A woman that operated in kindness. Because it's not how you start. It's how you finish. I got to give you this last point and we're done. So number one, keep marching. Number two, keep being kind. Number three, keep crying out. Look at verse, uh, look at verse uh, 20, 6 and 20, Joshua. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people, they shouted. Somebody say, the people shouted. With a great shout that the wall fell down flat, then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. The word shout means to yell, to holler, and to cry out. Because these people marched through some things, had to march through some doubt, some unbelief, and then you got this woman that operates in kindness, and all God requires said, I want you, when you walk around, march around Jericho seven times, and I want you to lift up a shout. I want you to cry out to me. I say all that to say this, people of God, if you're going to win in life, keep crying out to God. In other words, don't lose your shout. Remember this, your victory is connected to your voice. Your breakthrough is connected to your voice. How is that, Pastor? Because Proverbs 18 and 21 says death and life is in the power of your tongue. I believe that if you say it enough, you will see it. Whatever you're believing God to do in your life, if you begin to put it in the atmosphere. I got anybody at the 930 service that just believe you're an atmosphere changer. That your voice, that you crying out to God changes the atmosphere. Atmosphere. Because my Bible tells me in Isaiah 59 and 1, it says his ear is not heavy that he cannot hear, nor is his hand short that he can't save. I don't know about you, but God, I thank God that he's given me and you the ability to pull on the heart of God. And it's through our shout. It's through our voice. It's through us crying out to God. Put up one more scripture. Put up Psalm 37, I believe, uh, 34. And uh, 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 about the 17th verse, I believe. Look at this real quick. I hope this is it. It says, the righteous cry out. The righteous shout. And the Lord hears. Somebody say, the Lord hears. And he delivers them out of their troubles. In other words, I'll make you an exception. If you shout out to me. If you cry out to me. I need you to holler back at me. I need you to give me a shout of praise. If you march through what you're going through and you still be kind to people that have disappointed you, I'm here to tell you that God will cause you, amen, to begin to win in life like you've never won before. Matter of fact, look at, look at the next verse. It says, and the Lord is near those who have a broken heart and save such that have a contrite spirit. But look at this right here. Look at this. Many, somebody say many are the afflictions of the righteous uh, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. In other words none of us are exempt from affliction. 
Affliction means torment. It, it means when you've been injured. It, it means when you've experienced disappointment and, and let down. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. How does he bring us out? When we march through some things, when we operate in kindness, when we make up in our mind that I'm not going to lose my shout. Devil, you can come get my house. I can replace a house, but you can't have my shout. Devil, you can come get the car, but our cars are replaceable. But devil, you can't have my shout. Do I have any shouters in the house today? Do I have anybody that's ever had to cry out to God? And you cried out to God and you begin to get an answer. Somebody needs to give a shout out to the one who saved you. Give a shout out to the one that delivered you. Give a shout out to the one that brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Come on and give God a praise. Slap two or three people, tell them, don't lose your shout. Don't lose your shout. Don't lose your shout. Devil, you can come and you can mess with some of this other stuff, but devil, you can't have my shout. Devil, you can't have my praise because praise is what I do. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Don't lose your shout, kingdom. I dare you to keep marching. I dare you to keep staying kind. I dare you to keep crying out to God. He said, I will deliver you out of all. Somebody scream all of your troubles. If you receive that word, somebody give God a shout. Come on and give God a shout like he's about to do something in your life. Come on and give God a shout that you're about to step into unusual faith. Somebody give God a praise. Look at your neighbor and say, keep marching. Keep marching, kingdom. Keep operating in the spirit of kindness. Make up in your mind, Lord, in spite of what season I'm in, I will cry out to you. Because I know you hear the cry of the righteous. And you deliver us, not of some, but you deliver us out of all our situations. You deliver us out of all of our dilemmas. Keep, for, keep God first, church. And you'll begin to win in life like never before. If you receive that word today, come on and give God a praise. Look at somebody else and say, march through it. March through it. You will get hit with some affliction, but march through it. I can talk to you about affliction, <laughs> but I'm marching right through it. Let's keep marching, kingdom.